All right. Good morning, everyone. Um, as you can see, we are in day four. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13 today. But you can see, if you are watching this on a screen uh, for Facebook Live, that we have a microphone set up. And we're Aaron uh, Rose, one of our pastors at Easton Fellowship, is going to be taking the audio from these. And I think we're going to be doing a daily podcast that we're going to release as well, so that you can, you can listen to that Um Again, you can continue to listen to uh, morning prayers every day at 8.30. You can watch it. You can watch replays during the day. But uh, for some people who prefer podcasts, I think we're going to be getting that up and going uh, hopefully today. And we'll be able to send you out that link. Um, so we have been, uh, we're in the Moravian text, uh, which again is a is a Bible reading plan that can be sent to you uh, in your email box every morning. Uh, there is a watchword that goes with that. And let me go ahead and pull up mine. Uh, I should have already had that up um, so that I can uh, close this out. There's a, there's a passage we're going to read at the end of our time today that is either uh, a psalm or a proverb that's just one verse that kind of helps us orient our heart. And then we're going to read the closing prayer together. And then that kind of sends us out into our day. Uh, we have been tracking in um, in the book of Matthew, with Matthew chapter 24 and 5, as Jesus is talking about the end of the world, as we are talking about the end of the world. Uh, not literally, uh, but there's, you know, quarantine and uh, pandemics going around the globe. They, these, are, these are certainly scary and uncertain times, and so Jesus is talking about the end of the world and what it is that we should be doing as people who are find ourselves during those times. Um, and so uh, on Monday, we, we looked at like Jesus going full on apocalyptic and really talking about that. Some of the highlights from that were the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. And so we, we talked about uh, what, what it looks like uh, to have a solid foundation during times when it feels like everything is, is just going away. Um, and before I go any further, because I've been encouraged to do so, I would like to give a shout out to some of the nice folks who have joined us here on Facebook Live this morning. Uh, so Michael Colby, you're a seven on the Enneagram. I know you like the praise. Can I get a thumbs up on Facebook Live um, to float up? Aisha Williams, always a pleasure. Sally, good to see you. Um, going to go back to the actual text. Uh the thing that we talked about on Monday was that we want to be people who are who are looking to the Word of God to give us a foundation. Um, we talked about uh, as well as w- what does it look like to be ready, um, because we do not know the day or the hour that Jesus is going to come back. We talked yesterday about what it looks like um, to be a wise and faithful disciple of Jesus, uh, and today we're gonna we're gonna look at a very specific passage. Jesus gives another parable. Uh, my wife just jumped on, uh, which means my kids are probably watching as well. Hello, kids. Um, let's pick up at verse 1 of Matthew chapter 25, and we are going to read this parable. Jesus told a parable yesterday about a servant who did the right thing and a servant who did the wrong thing. The right servant was the one who was caring for other people um, when the master came home, and the, the wicked servant was the one who wasn't doing like the worst thing in the world, but it was clearly like he had, he was selfish and he was motivated by his own self-interest. Uh, so that was yesterday's parable. Today's parable is the parable of the 10 virgins. And so we're going to pick up at verse one and we're going to read through verse 
13 of Matthew chapter 25. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came out. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Verse 13, therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. All right, that is our that is our reading from uh, the Moravian text today, Matthew twenty five one through thirteen. Um, the thing the thing that is helpful, I think, about these parables uh, that, that we're hearing, and even some of the the really like strange apocalyptic things that Jesus is saying in Matthew twenty four, is that peppered throughout is Jesus is actually telling you what to take away from it. So it's like you have this like crazy story about these people who aren't ready. They have to go out and get the thing um, that they're missing. And then while they're gone, the door is shut and they are barred from any any kind of feast at all. Um, and, and so like one interpretation would be like, hey, you weren't, hey, Christian, you weren't ready. Jesus came back. And because you weren't ready, Jesus has shut you out and you do not get to be with him. Um, that, that is not exactly what it is that Jesus is saying. He actually tells us what it is that he's saying. And what the point is, like um, one of the one of the things that's very present in Jewish storytelling in the first century is overstatement. And so Jesus is going to he's going to he tells a story and it's he overstates his point and then he pulls it back a little and he tells you exactly what he wants you to walk away with. And that's in verse 13. So what's the point of the parable of the ten virgins? It's verse 13. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. So we know from yesterday's reading, the thing that we uh, th- that Jesus wanted us to walk away with from yesterday's reading was like, hey, when, when, the, when, the, when the master comes back, when I come back to gather my church to myself, the thing that I want you to be doing is to be caring for other people. I want you to be doing the thing I've asked you to do so that when I come back, I'm going to see that you're actually doing the thing that I've asked you to do. And so the thing that he tells us here is to keep watch. That's part of what it is that he wants us to do. Keep watch. That, that word watch is the Greek word phuleiki. Um, and in Greek, that word watch means exactly what it says. Watch. Phuleiki means watch. And so like sometimes the original Greek, um, it gives us a little clue into something deeper. Not today. It's just a way that, it's a way that I can say a Greek word and sound smarter than I actually am. Uh, here on morning prayers this morning, but let me let me tell you what it does make me thinking think about. Um, what does it look like for us to keep watch today? If 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 the text is telling us and Jesus is telling us keep watch, because you do not know when I'm going to come back. You do not know in the midst of thinking all these things are in upheaval that today is not the day that I'm not going to call the church back to myself. So when you come back, do the things that I'm asking you to do. And so 
the thing he's asking us to do today is to keep watch. The thing that it makes me think of is is the story from Nehemiah. Um, Nehemiah is a is a is a ruler. Uh, while the people of Israel are uh, in exile, he is sent back to go uh, put the uh, put the the country back together by this foreign ruler. It's this beautiful story. He gets back, and what it is that he finds is the city of Jerusalem, who is completely um, it's it's completely in ruins, and you have people who are there. You have some some uh, some rich families who are there and they've done nothing. And so what, what Nehemiah does is he organizes them in terms of tribes. So there are 12 tribes in Israel and each of them is going to take a piece of the city wall and they are going to help repair the city wall. And the reason that is so necessary is because that city wall is the place where people are going to keep watch at night because they're going to be looking off into the distance and they're going to be saying like, are there enemies that are coming in? Who are going to try to overtake us because we're vulnerable right now, and so they need that they need a fully functioning city wall. And there's this beautiful passage um, as they are building the wall, and it says um, that they are keeping watch as they work. And the way that they do that is in one hand they have a sword, and in another hand they've got the thing that they're using to put the wall back together—a trowel which is like the thing that you would scoop up like mortar and you would put it on the stone and then you'd place the next one on top of it and then you would tap it to make sure that it's even. Um, so the way that this group of people are keeping watch is that they've got a sword in one hand and they've got a trowel in the other. Um, and they are, they are taking responsibility for their piece of the wall. Um, the thing that they are, they are doing, if we think about it at a, at a higher level, at a principal level, is that they are preparing, that they don't have to do this, but they are ready to do battle, and they are building at the same time. Now, I'm a, I'm a pastor, and so I have been trained in the ancient art form of alliteration. So you know that there have to be things that are alliterated in this. And so they are ready to battle, and they're ready to build. And that's what it looked like for the people who are building this wall to keep watch. I think it is, it's a really helpful metaphor for us to think about today because we today um, are recognizing that we are actually, we are, we are in a battle right now and the walls, the defenses of our country right now, and in many ways the whole world, like they are broken and in disrepair right now as an epidemic, as a pandemic um, is spreading. And our whole way of life right now has actually changed. Um, and what it is that we need to do is that we need to take responsibility for our portion of the wall. And every day we talk about this. Um, the, the, the people that you need to take responsibility for are the people in your house church, the people who are tied to you relationally, and the people on your block. Those are the people, like when, when we think about like, when you what wall are you building? That is the wall right now that we are asking you to be part of building today. Um, and the way that you can do battle today, there are two ways that you can do battle. Number one, um, remember that like the in, in, in Nehemiah's time, they have a sword in one hand and a trowel in the other. Um, over and over again in the scriptures, the way that we think about the sword that is in our hand as the people of God is the word of God. Like, so we think about the sword of the spirit that is that is in our hand that Paul says in Ephesians is the word of God itself. 
And so today, like you are participating with something. You're participating in battling today just by being here and listening to morning prayers. But the thing that I would encourage you to do is, is there a, is there a particular verse, is there a particular word that God is inviting you to meditate on and is inviting you to come back to for the rest of today? This is day four. Um, that, that you can come back to and by, by meditating on that word of God, by delighting in that word of God, by soaking every piece of spiritual nutrients out of that word for the rest of the day, that is a way that you can do battle. The other way that you can do battle today, as, as in a, an attempt to keep watch, is that you, you would, again, be, be part of the solution in, in, in helping build these walls back up. And so that looks like checking in on people who are vulnerable. Are there people who are seniors that are in those circles of relationships and influence that you have? Are there people who are at, are at higher risk? Um, my, my, there are three out of the five of us in our family are higher risk because we have bad asthma. And so we, I mean, people are checking in on us. So thank you for doing that. Um, but, but just using us as examples of people who have to take even stronger precautions than most because we are, we are much higher risk um, of getting that. And then I think for people who, who might be suffering economically is, is another way that we can do battle. If, if there are people who are not getting the income they normally would or struggling with child care now that all the schools have shut down, these are people that, that we can battle with and battle for um, on, on their behalf as we help to put the wall back together and to stitch this community and this neighborhood back together as we are, we are fighting this thing. At the other side, though, if we, if we are if we are in the process of battling, the other thing is that we the other way that we keep watch um, is that we're building, and the way that we can build today is uh, Elliot Haspel said this, and I have probably been on fifty different calls where I have used this already since Monday night, where he said just because we're social distancing does not mean that we cannot be strengthening social bonds, and so a way that we can build today is to just care for each other. Um, whether that is a call, whether that is a text, our house church is using WhatsApp and there is a never ending thread of things uh, that we are talking about on WhatsApp at any given time. Um, whether that is FaceTiming people, uh, wh whatever it is that you use, like just because we are at a distance right now does not mean um, that you can't set up a time where like you just hang out with someone like you normally would um, at 815 or 845 or whenever it is that you would like to do it tonight. Um, so I want to encourage you today. Um, from Jesus's words, therefore keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. What does it look like to keep watch? The way that we keep watch is we have a sword in one hand and a trowel in the other, just like Nehemiah taught his people to do. And for us, that means that we are going to be people who are ready to battle today to help stitch back together this neighborhood and the city walls that we are building. And we are going to, we are going to be building the relationships that God has given us to invest in. So that is going to be our time in Matthew today. The, the watchword that we're going to be reading, uh, one is going to come from 2 Kings, the other from Romans. The Lord turned toward Israel because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and would not destroy them, nor has he banished them from his presence until now. And then from Romans eleven twenty nine, and receive this as good news today. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. The gifts... And the calling of God are irrevocable. He is, he is giving you that assurance today. Uh, I think if you, if you are looking for a way that you can hold the word of God as a sword today, how you can meditate, I think that verse uh, might be a real gift to some who are listening. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. What does that mean for you? 
What are the gifts that God has given you? What is the calling that God has given you? What is the thing that he wants to say to you today out of that? So we're going we're gonna to close with this word of prayer, uh, which come from the Moravian Daily Text. So let's pray together. Lord Almighty, you made a covenant to be our God. May your steadfast faithfulness toward us inspire us to love and care for others just as you do for us. Amen. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us on this day four edition of Morning Prayers. Uh, we will see you tomorrow morning on Friday. We go Monday through Friday. Uh, then we take uh, Saturday and Sunday off. Sunday, we have a worship service that will be happening. Uh, we will be giving you all of the information that you need for that in an email in the next day or two. Grace and peace be on you. We'll see you soon.